This is Bucket Talk, a weekly podcast for people who work in the trades and construction that aren't just trying to survive, but have the ambition and desire to thrive. The opportunity in the trades and construction is absolutely ridiculous right now. So if you're hungry, it's time to eat. We discuss what it takes to rise from the bottom to the top with people who are well on their way and roll up their sleeves every single day. This is Jeremy and Eric here with Bucket Talk, powered by Brunt. On this episode, we have Danny Keiterling. Danny is a pipe welding extraordinaire, but before we jump in, Eric, what's up? All right, all right. So, uh, latest and greatest on my side is, uh, you know, Jeremy came back from Makers Camp with the crew last week, as we were talking about, and uh, they were all jazzed up. We started looking at the event list we got for next year, which um, looks like we have 12 or 13 events and probably a few more coming. And so we're going to be all over the place next year. So we're actually on the hunt for a brunt camper slash transit. Man, really what we're looking for is a toy hauler. As you know, we have some side-by-sides and going to need a golf cart in the future. So as folks are out there, if you know this world, this is a new world order for us, uh, for folks that know the camping world and more specifically the toy hauler world send some wrecks our way. We'd greatly appreciate it. We're starting from scratch, but uh, starting to get up to speed on it and looking forward to Jeremy putting a lot of miles on that thing while we get some work done. So, uh, so Jeremy, how about, how about you? What are you up to cat daddy? Oh my God, stop it with that. <laughs> so, so we own a farm up here and, and uh, I think it's like every week my wife comes home with a new animal. So this week's animal is cats. So we have two baby kittens that are now running around my house because they can't stay in their enclosure and they're going to be our, our rat chasers in the barn. So being an equestrian property, there's rats like horse poop. So uh, they come out here and, and devastate our food supplies and all, all the stuff for the, the horses. So we need somebody to defend it. And we have two kittens. So hopefully they grow up to be rat chasers, but that's pretty much it. And if not, you got two cute little cats that that'll love you and, you can pet them anytime you want. So, all right, let's just kick this thing off, will you? All right, all right. And for those of you, as a thank you listening to this podcast, and as a thank you to Danny for coming on, we have a code MIG10 that you can use on Brunt for $10 off an order of $60 or more. So thank you, Danny, and uh, thank you to all the listeners out there. Let's dig in. All right. Today we're here with Danny Keiterling, rig welder and pipe welder. Danny, welcome. How's it going, man? Thank you for having me on here, man. Awesome. We're excited to uh, to dig into a day in the life. Man, I'm, I'm super stoked to have you on here. Uh, you've actually been an inspiration to me early on, you know, tips and tricks and all the stuff you do in the, in the welding world. But um, I want to share it for other people to listen and kind of get the background where you got your start, like go back as far as you want to what point in time you want and how Danny got to start. <laughs> yeah, it could go back as far as, uh, I don't know, maybe even kindergarten or first grade when I, uh, started playing in the shop with my dad. But, uh, that was kind of real early in my career, but, uh, <laughs> um, mainly, I don't know when I started out in this stuff, I discovered, I was like, you know, obviously I'm a boy and I boys like to get dirty and play in the dirt. Um, and I discovered that I wanted to uh, do that as a career. And I didn't know exactly if I wanted to be a, what I wanted to be. I, I had it narrowed down to like someone that was, you know, like working on a car, doing mechanic works, whether it be like body work, something like that. 
or welding. I really liked the idea of building stuff or putting stuff together, playing with iron. I really liked that. But then early on at probably a, a teenage level, I discovered that cars have uh, wires and computers in there. And uh, Danny doesn't even like uh, typing his name through a cell phone. So I made a decision when I was younger that uh, welding was more uh, was more suited for me. And uh, I started out, I don't know, my very first uh, welding job. I was 15 years old working in a fab shop. Believe it or not, you there are jobs out there that will let you work in before you turn 18. Because legally, when you're 18, you know, or 15, you can't work in a dangerous environment like a fab shop or whatever. And then I uh, moved myself up to a uh, a pipe fab shop when I was uh, 17, 18 years old here in Gillette, Wyoming. Uh, really good boss of mine by the name of Greg Doherty. He was a super, super awesome dude, and uh, he uh, he kind of um, got me my legs and uh, worked for that dude for just over six years. I started out at that uh, shop and, you know, he had multiple shops, but I started out there as just a regular old helper, which would be uh, just a guy that uh, cuts material, grinds out bad welds, you know, welds up structural steel. Um, And when I left there, I was actually his lead welder and he had, uh, he had about 60 employees working for him at that time. And I was his head welder, the, I guess you would say most valued uh, welder that he had. And, uh, um, I went out and left there and, uh, for a few years I, uh, contracted, I did my own kind of like my, you would say almost like your own business. I worked split check and contract welded pipelines, compressor stations, basically the same thing I'd been doing for a while then just, uh, for myself. It was amazing. I made, um, some of the greatest money in my life and, uh, it was fulfilling and, you know, just a dream to me. Um, and then I, you know, I kind of, uh, bounced around and did a lot of things. I stuck to welding mainly. And, uh, one day I got the opportunity to, uh, actually, uh, start a welding school and, uh, started a welding school. And, uh, that one actually turned out pretty good. And, uh, I don't know if I'm just lucky or good, but, uh, seemed like, uh, that welding school took off like a uh, wildfire and, uh, through my, uh, marketing team, uh, they liked all my uh, my weird ideas and tips that I had learned from old welders in the past, and we uh, started getting into that social media. And I didn't even know how to freaking hardly spell social media when I started it, and uh, people loved my tips. And uh, it's funny you were talking earlier about uh, the tips and tricks, and uh, I appreciate that you say that I'm an inspiration to you because that means a lot to me, believe it or not. Not not in a egotistical way, but, uh, it just, uh, warms my heart. I was talking to a previous student, uh, last night actually. And, uh, he was telling me how he, uh, he bent a file and it's a trick that a pipeliner taught me, um, about five or six years, I don't know, eight years ago. And, uh, it's just a weird trick that no one really knows about. And, uh, and he's working on a job with, you know, a huge job, billion dollar job with, you know, big pipe and a lot of welders, a lot of smart guys. And, uh, it was kind of crazy. He bent a file and it's a real um, cool trick and to remove the dross out of a piece of pipe. And, uh, his welder was just blown away. Like a 50 year old man that he was working (laughs) with. had never seen that. That's what I live for. I love that. I love that because if I wouldn't have taught that kid that when he was a kid, when he went to my welding school, you know, no one might not have ever heard about that trick ever again, you know? Let's shed some light on that because that's actually something that when I got in the space of of deciding to go from just making money and, and doing it on my own to more teaching and helping and guiding, I learned that some of the smallest tricks or some of the smallest tips that I had that 
that I've forgotten or haven't used or what have you are literally can save somebody two hours out of their day, or you assume they already know it. You assume that it's just common knowledge and it's not. And it's, it's, it's amazing that like even the smallest piece of information can help somebody out and, and to not lose sight of that, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's like, you know, it's like history, man. You gotta, you gotta keep teaching it and you can't burn them books and you can't throw them away. You gotta give them to the next generation. And, uh, that was my thing. That's why, um, kind of I'm thinking about my future now because obviously you know and a lot of you guys know that uh, I don't currently have usage of my legs right now and uh, I'm thinking you know I'm like what am I going to do a guy that uh, and I can't really hardly use my hands very well either I don't have uh, flexors basically in my fingers and I'm thinking you know I'm sitting in the hospital a few few months back uh, you know what I mean and then all the way through my uh, my recovery and uh, healing and I'm like what am I going to do you know what I mean I've always uh kind of worked with my hands or been a hardcore blue collar dude. And I'm like, you know, no one's going to hire a guy like me. And, uh, and, uh, I don't know what, uh, happened, but it just seems like kept making videos. Like I, you know, I've always done, you know, and, uh, it was just something I enjoyed. And, uh, I actually, uh, stopped making them for a while. And, uh, my viewers, my followers actually started getting mad at me and they started, you know, commenting and being like, you know, they were worried about me and, that's when I discovered, you know, they started commenting that, that, that I'm an inspiration. Cause you know, now I'm welding again, you know, three months after the accident, I'm um, welding again. And, uh, and so I discovered that, uh, I didn't know it, um, when I was, uh, you know, welding or whatever, or being, say being a, you know, when I was instructing or when I owned that started that welding school, that's my, uh, plan in the future is to, inspire people and give back a little bit as much as I can, just like my bent file trick that I gave to that, uh, you know, that kid years ago. That's my plan. I think right now, I know people been curious. That's super, super awesome that you, you know, you're looking at life and, and you're realizing, you know, I might have to pivot a little bit, but, but it seems like you've been doing it this whole time. You're just now going to be gravitating towards something different. I did want to high level touch on a few things. We went past it real fast. I know we did a quick intro, but one of the things that I always like to let my listeners know is, you know, when it comes to, I guess, proficiencies in the job, how do you go from one specific proficiency to another? Do, are there other, you know, certifications that you need? Was there schooling involved um, or was it all on the job? So going from like, uh, say, pipeline job to a uh, compressor station job or a uh, even uh, building a welding bed you're talking is, you know, like you know, a lot of people don't do it because it's hard. It's, you know, you can imagine going from a, being a, you know, a framer to a cabinet builder. There generally ain't people like that in the world, but, uh, I don't know. I always just every aspect of welding, it would just literally intrigued me so much that I couldn't uh, live without doing it. Even the, even the art welding that some of these guys do, I've tried, um, just because it just intrigues me. Um, and so I think I was always just one step ahead of the game, maybe because I was just, uh, not because I was, uh, you know, uh, uh, wanted to be the boss or be rich per se, or ha- you know, be, you know, without a job. Even though that's my biggest fear when I was, you know, growing up is uh, to be laid off and be poor. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Um, naturally, I was just one step above the game. Like I, uh, you know, I wanted to uh, build a welding bed, and it just intrigued me so bad. So bad. I built my first welding bed when I was like freaking, um, 20 years old, you know what I mean? And, uh, that prepped me for just uh, standard fabrication, you know, a different career would need, um, and you know, pipeline and you know what I mean? Whatever, you know, that's a big one. Everyone talks about, um, that intrigued me. And I, uh, 
I, you know, I had a bunch of friends that did it and, uh, my first pipeline job, I just worked harder than everyone else and listened to those old timers that helped me out along the way. And, uh, I discovered that, uh, it wasn't as hard as everyone thought, you know? And so, uh, I guess that was my claim to fame out when I was out in the field, I was a pretty good welder, a pretty sought after guy to get on my, on the job. Um, and I think that was mainly just because, uh, cause I just literally lived, breathed and sleep welding it was uh pretty high up there on my uh goals list um to just weld you know anything welding i just was always ahead of the game so was that the thesis for kind of starting the school is you had all this you know welding background and different avenues of welding and was that something that you wanted to introduce people to all aspects of welding and, and allow them kind of guide them to the specific areas that interested them or um was it more than that kind of walk us through that Um, yeah, it's that. And, uh, also I was, uh, you know, like when, when you're welding out there in the field and you're in a welding truck, that's every welder's dream, um, is to get welding rig and, you know, we'll go across country and just, you know, live that life. Um, and, uh, well, not every welder's dream, but every (laughs) pipe welder. Um, (laughs) and, uh, along the way I, uh, you have a helper it's called, um, some people call them a, a pipe fitter, whatever. Um, uh, I always had a helper, you know, almost like a, like a, almost like a buddy in the passenger seat. And, uh, he, well, it would be a buddy generally, like you become good friends with them cause you live, lived with them and worked with them all day. And, uh, so that I'd always uh, have these younger guys or really ambitious and, uh, just good all around men and women that wanted to be a welder. You know, they aspired to be a welder. They'd go be a helper for someone, you know, cause maybe they couldn't afford school or, uh, they couldn't afford college or didn't have time. They'd help a welder. And, uh, I discovered through that, that, uh, all the good welders out there, they'd always, it's called break them out. They'd break out their helper. They'd help their helper succeed and become a welder and get their own welding job and move on to the next stage in life and make more money. Um, I found that the good welders would do that. The bad welders, they just wanted to keep that helper there so they could keep them for the rest of their life and have like almost like a dedicated slave. I loved helping my helpers out if they wanted to. I'd love helping anyone out, honestly. I, I'm not the greatest person in the world, but if I can help someone out, I would, I, I'll would. i do it anytime I can. And those helpers, I can't tell you how many I've broke out, how many I've helped become welders, get through their first welding test, stuff like that. And uh, that was big to me. I always liked seeing them succeed, seeing people do better. And uh, I think that was one of the things when I had the opportunity to uh, start that welding school, I uh, I said, man, this is my chance to do this even more, you know, and it sounds kind of, uh, you know, prima donna or whatnot, but uh, it's true. That was my, uh, I didn't know it, but possibly my uh, calling that I didn't even know that, uh, that I, I had or something in life, you know, something that I didn't know I was good at until then, you know? Yeah. I mean, that was, that was the thesis for this podcast too, was I, I felt that there was more I could offer. There's more I can add. And I also just didn't want my experience and my knowledge to, to just, I guess, die with me. And, and you do raise a, raise a good point. You know, one of the big challenges in the trades is, and I've worked for a few and I've worked for some very inspirational people, but when you find somebody that, that genuinely wants you to succeed and excel, they're helping you to leave essentially. Like, and I know you can go within the company or or what have you, but it is nice to see guys actually say goodbye to that person and say, Hey, I'm glad that you're, you're on the way up. You're getting that job as a welder. You're, you're moving up. You're going to be able to provide or start a family and, 
and really be a productive member of society. So it's cool when people just don't gravitate and, and grab that person and hold them. I mean, we used to call it like essentially putting the boot on your neck, right? So you, you'd just be, <laughs> you'd be there, yeah. you know, grinding it out for somebody and, and you never saw that there's more to life. But that's cool that that you're empowering people and and doing that. So um, that kind of leads me to my next thing is is you know obviously you you've had a major setback um, since the accident. What's next for for Danny? What are what are some of the challenges you're facing now? How do you see yourself kind of moving forward? Yeah, right here, right now is one of them. Uh, my next bigger challenge is probably getting out there more in the the network of social media and stuff like that, and. Uh, letting people watch my, uh, my recovery. Um, believe it or not, one of my next bigger goals is, uh, just to get back out there and be, you know, kind of normal again, where I can, uh, you know what I mean? Um, maybe, you know, take care of myself without having someone I know. And it sounds, uh, it's hard for me to, uh, talk about it. I try to be humble and, uh, I don't have anything to hide from anyone. And, uh, you know, it takes a lot for my wife right now just to make sure I'm, uh, I'm taken care of, you know, uh, whether it be medical or just, uh, even just the physical side of this stuff. Um, so that's one of the bigger ones I'm fighting is, uh, just getting back going. Um, I know I want to, um, sorry, my dog is literally losing his mind. Welcome um, <laughs> to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's a good dog though. He likes welding now too. So, <laughs> and then, uh, I don't know what's next. It's kind of crazy. Um, I, I got a lot of crazy ideas. Um, I know, uh, my, my main thing is going to be just helping people out and, uh, mainly younger kids. Um, I think that's going to be the biggest thing right now is just helping out the younger generations. Um, cause, uh, I didn't have much of a father figure, or anything like that. I know I don't want this to be a sob story. Um, you know, I, and I, I grew up with the welders that would like to keep the boot on their neck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, even if it's, uh, you know, I don't know exactly how, cause everyone's got to make a live, you know, a living off of whatever they do generally, unless they're, uh, um, independently wealthy, but, um, money only gets you so far. Um, if you do anything right, money will come later is what I've always told people. So, uh, I think kind of what I want to do from here on out is, uh, figure out a way to, uh, help out and inspire the younger generations and then just mainly, uh, inspire, I guess you would say. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I saw you pick up, uh, the welder the other day and I was, <laughs> I was stoked. I was proud. I mean, to be honest with you, I would. Uh, I, I've tried to put myself in people's shoes and, and that's been one thing that, you know, has kind of scared me is, um, my hands, my, you know, everything that I have is, is like, what happens if I have arthritis or, or what have you, and I can't do it anymore. Right. And to watch you transform from a completely, not a completely different person, but, but be able to overcome all this adversity. I think that's, I think it's amazing. It's inspiring to people. It's inspiring to me. And, uh, you know, I think you're going to do well with, uh, helping the younger generation out and, and really sharing your story and your experiences. I think that's great. Yeah. One thing I, I, I was just thinking about, I forgot to tell you the, uh, when I was going through all this, my recovery and stuff like that, one of my bigger goals, I guess I forgot to tell you, it sounds kind of dumb, but, uh, they told me, they said, you know, you're going to have to get yourself a minivan, your level of injury. I'm a, a C6 and a C7 uh, quadriplegic currently. Um, will always be considered that medically, but, uh, it was, uh, my, one of my bigger goals is just to get, uh, 
backing a truck and there's ways to do it. The lady in the hospital told me I probably would never be in a truck again. And, uh, she told me, uh, she also, the same pert lady told me that my arms probably wouldn't be working ever again. And, uh, if you look in the video, I'm using my arms to yeah. weld. Um, and, uh, that's my goals right now. They're small right now, but, uh, uh, I just take it, um, day by day. That's, that's, uh, the only way I can do it. And, uh, it's working for me. <laughs> if you ask any tradesmen, or woman for that matter. It, it's hysterical because everybody has a story of somebody telling you, you can't do something. And that's like the biggest motivator. <laughs> and I, I don't know how many times throughout my career, I've been told I can't do something or I won't amount to anything or um, it, the, the list goes on and on. And you constantly, those are my mini goals. Those are my motivators and take that as a badge of honor and run with it and prove the doubters wrong. And, and they probably didn't say it out of out of badness because obviously it's, it's yeah. you know, medical advice, but at the, at the same time, you know, you're like, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do yeah. it. You know, I'm going to be in a welding truck again. No, I think that's great. I think that's amazing. Yeah. The other thing too is, is I usually ask this question, but obviously it's going to be a little different, but how does Danny unwind from the day? I'm sure you got a lot of stuff going on, you know, medically and, and whatnot, but like any shows, any, do you read? Like, what does Danny do outside of work? Yeah, before or after accident. <laughs> to be honest with you, it doesn't matter. I mean, I I, I knew that this yeah. was going to be a tricky question, but answer it the way you yeah. wanted. Yeah, um, before the accident, believe it or not, uh, from work, I'd uh, either barbecue for friends and family. Um, that's, believe it or not, one of my uh, secret uh, obsessions. I love barbecue. I love cooking for people. I love uh, different types of meat and figuring out how to cook. Um or craziest thing, I uh, just go to my shop. I got a very beautiful shop down here, uh, down the hill from my house, and uh, just tinkering like an old man. And I'm not even old; I'm 29 years old. But just tinkering like an old man, playing around in the shop. That's how I used to just unwind, you know, building welding beds or just, just uh, I don't know, thinking. I guess about welding. That was my uh, just a good ways to just uh, get my mind off of you know work, whether that be uh, you know managing people. That's one of the things I discovered that I'm good at, but it's hard. So, um, so it'd be of, like almost going back to my, going to my second job almost. <laughs> so, well, you, you touched on it too, because you know, a lot of people, you know, peruse Instagram and TikTok and they see all the, the weld art and you know, it's great. It's talented. It's however, um, I tried it out for myself. You know, I went from, <laughs> uh, you know, welding floor pans in truck frames, all that stuff, dump bodies. And then, you know, my, I think my wife one day said like, she didn't say you can't make this, but she's like, wow, look at this. And I was like, I can make that. And she's like, you can. And so I came home with it. Um, is that something you dabble in? Was that something that, you know, you want to do? Or is that just like, I did it and I know I can do it. And I, it just, yeah. was me. Um, believe it or not, when I was a kid, I was pretty fairly proficient at art. Um, and I thought about it and I dabbled in it and, uh, I don't know. It just wasn't exactly for me. Not that I was a didn't like it. I thought it was intriguing to me, but, uh, um, the way I, I kind of like building stuff, um, like welding beds is always one of my specialties. And, uh, I always like building stuff rather than just making the art, but I started getting into it a little bit. And, uh, I don't know. It's, it's kind of like, uh, a drug, man, when you're a drug addict, you know what I mean? You, you like every type of drug, you know, one might be better than the other. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to, you know, maybe do that for a living or anything. I'm not sure. Uh, but, uh, I definitely don't hate it by any means. Um, I'm not sure about it, I guess is all I got to say about like the artsy stuff, you know? Yeah, no, no. It was a, 
I know that how much time goes into it. And, and to be yeah. honest, I didn't necessarily have the patience to do it. I wanted to do it for a living and, and not that weld art isn't a living. It's just, I didn't want to have to yeah. put time into fulfilling orders or doing all the stuff. So I was like, you know what? Enough is enough. <laughs> so, yeah. But, um, no, and, uh, I, uh, Mr. Dabs Wellington, a little shout out to him. Uh, he would, he donated some of that metal art to my, uh, benefit auction the other night. So I appreciate the amount of time and just, t- I mean, super freaking high talented dude that goes into that stuff. And it's just, yeah, you know what I mean? I, I love it, but I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I think they do it better than me, honestly. <laughs> I actually did a podcast with Sean a while back and, oh, yeah. You know, a lot of people didn't really know that there were two sides to Sean. Sean at the time was, uh, you know, welding stainless like equipment and everything. And that that was kind of his side project was Dabs Wellington on uh, on Instagram. So, you know, it, it is cool that there were two sides. There was his day job and then his the thing that he enjoyed, the th- how he unwinded. It was it was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, that is. He's a cool dude. He's a really good dude. So we're at the end of the podcast, and I I like to take this time. The floor is all yours. Anything you want to plug from the Welding Academy to where we can find Danny, kind of go on your journey through the next phase in your life? Guys, I uh, really, really appreciate everyone. uh, Appreciate all the followers and everyone listening right now. Uh, Appreciate you, Jeremy and Brunt. Uh, I wear your guys' shoes. I freaking love them. And, uh, yeah, I guess if you guys, uh, if you guys want to follow my, uh, my journey, you guys can uh, always follow me on TikTok. Uh, I'm out there. I'm, uh, the real Danny Kyderling, <laughs> uh, or you can find me on Instagram at, uh, Jack underscore Daniel, um, on Instagram. And, uh, that's my, uh, that's my two main accounts that, uh, you guys can follow me on and, uh, make sure you guys follow Brunt and, uh, check out all their cool stuff because uh they definitely do some amazing projects out there in uh in the world and i uh, appreciate uh once again everyone for uh, listening and uh having me on here awesome awesome danny thanks for being on thank you man i appreciate it and remember use the code mig10 for ten dollars off your order of sixty dollars or more 